0: Hey guys, it's Sasha from On The Overlap. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. So for the live recording uh, from the Locker Room app of November 9th, we had three different segments that we mainly talked about, starting with the U.S. men's national team, then we transitioned into the English national team and the Nations League games they have coming up. And then finally, we talked about the rumor that Cristiano Ronaldo might get sold by Juventus following the season. Now, if you're interested in any of those um, episodes make sure to check out their respective links and thank you so much for tuning in I hope you have a great day you know I, I just find it funny how it's been over an hour of of conversation and we still haven't brought up the fact that reports from Spain say that Juventus wants to get rid of cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> well, i don't- I think that's something we should talk about. And, Drake, if you want want to come up and talk as well, man. Yep. I know you you were talking about uh, Messi leaving possibly this summer a a lot um, during our recordings. And so now it's Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably an even bigger name than Leo Messi. Juventus want to get rid of him. Um, You know, I don't think he's really getting along with Pirlo. I'm not inside the locker room, so I don't know. But at least from what I can see from an outside perspective, they might not be getting along that well. James, Ronaldo's your boy. Andrew, of course you know so. a of course lot so. more about football than I do, just purely based off age and all that. What do you guys think about it?
1: I don't believe it. I genuinely don't, because Juventus were the ones that offered. You know, when Ronaldo went to Juventus, it was because they had been to two Champions League finals in the last span of three years. And in 2017, despite the fact that he had just won the Champions League with Real Madrid and had beaten them 4-1 in the final, he had aspirations to leave Real Madrid that summer to join Juventus because of their Champions League plan. And so, he if Juventus are the one that want to offload him, it just doesn't make sense because they are the ones that built the project around him. I personally don't believe it, but let's say it's true, and he has a destination to go to. I think it would have to be either Manchester, sorry, not Manchester City, maybe Manchester City. If if that's who they choose instead of Messi, or PSG, because just because they he he would have that fifth I think league to add to his resume, and that would indisputedly make him like the the jack of all trades in terms of Europe's top five leagues um, but again just just to finalize it he, he's not the kind of player that likes to be tossed around he likes to be he likes to make the decisions himself like you know how LeBron James has a no trade clause and he likes to leave on his own terms I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo yep. is the football equivalent of that where he wants to be the one to say I'm leaving Juventus I'm leaving Real Madrid you know and everything else has to appease to what he wants so if Juventus have that kind of power, he won't sign off on it. He won't. He won't like. He won't like that decision, just because around Madrid, it was. I I hate to sound biased here, but if a club like that wants to offload a player, they might have an argument. But if a club like Juventus, who maybe aren't like top three in the world, want to do that, then I feel like Ronaldo has the ego to want to deny that kind of decision from being made, at least on his legacy standpoint, because like he would feel like they're discarding him at that point for age discrimination or, or whatever. But <laughs> like, there's, there's, It's not like they're going to be able to replace him easily because if, if they could, then Madrid would have done so. And you know how they're faring right now. And I would know more than anyone right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just something where he just is now 36 with it and they really gave him this big pay, which had an impact on a lot of the, um, not only the club staff, but in terms of their sponsors and how, That led to actually some job cuts um, in terms of um, their sponsors overall. So I think Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that was a big thing. And, you know, they really invested in him to win the Champions League and and to see if their team was going to be the best in the world in these two years. And obviously they weren't even close to that over the summer, losing to Leon, not even getting to the last eight of the Champions League. And, um, you know, and being well off the pace, being an old squad. And now with, you know, Pirlo being the new manager, trying to immediately go with a youth wave, a lot of injection of youth into their side with McKinney included in that. I mean, it's a thing where they're saying to themselves, it really doesn't make sense to pay him all this money. And even though he's, you know, because I haven't heard of any bust-ups like big time, you know, and maybe with parallel, you know, he could be a little frustrated and also the fact that he was so frustrated that he couldn't play during COVID because he got COVID and being whatever he was doing. But um, yeah, I, I could really just see that that they're already they're really cash strapped. You know, and this is before COVID. Now with COVID, yeah. You know, I think that's the this is the prime reason where it's like, you know, we just can't pay him this much considering that yes, he's scoring goals, but you know, that's the only thing that he's really doing now is being a box guy and still with the occasional pace here and there and still dangerous with his, you know, both feet shooting. But um yeah, it's still, it's still a big ask for them to do that.
0: Yeah. I think that's the main thing. I don't think it's that he's like de- declining rapidly or anything like that, or that even there's, you know, run-ins between him and the coaching staff. I think it's really just because of the wage. And at least that's what I'm gathering from the rumors in this article. Right. So it says, the uh, Juventus are weighing up the possibility of selling Ronaldo next summer as they come to terms with the full impact of the coronavirus crisis. 35 year old who joined the Serie A champions from Madrid is currently on a 28 million pound a year budget, which is five times more than his highest paid teammate, Paulo Dybala. <sighs> like I, I understand Ronaldo brings in a ton of hot. revenue for whichever club he's in, just purely based on, on, on kit sales and purely based on his name alone but you are earning five times more than your your closest teammate? That's ridiculous. I don't think it's that he's a bad player. I don't think it's that Juve don't want him. I think it's really just because they do not have the money to pay for him. But if they don't have the money to pay for him, then it's going to be really hard to find – any team in the world that can afford him consistently for the next couple years of, of, of his, you know, of, of, of what he has left in the tank. Right. Cause he'll still always be a good player regardless of whether he goes to the MLS or to a lesser league or anything like that. He'll tear any league apart. But I don't know. Like, do, do you think PSG are going to want to take a 35 year old on the books like that? Do you think man city are going to want to do that? I don't know. No, not at that price. And,
2: um...
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Plus, PSG's infatuation with Ronaldo started when he was... I think he just turned 30. Or maybe 31 or 32. They... You know, with that Michael Jordan brand expansion, they already did that whole putting themselves in the map thing. So, like, signing Ronaldo wouldn't be as big as it was signing Neymar for them. And so, it would just be a big gamble. It would only play into Ronaldo's hands. Um... I don't know. I hate to use the basketball reference again, but it would kind of be like a Chris Paul situation where it's like they're probably yeah. not going to get the best version of him. <laughs> but for like the attempt for the just for the sake of saying that we tried, if they do go forward on it, like if, if I were Ronaldo and I were looking for a club to go to, PSG would be the best destination. But to be honest, that's every top forward's plan, at least. And so, yeah. If, if that's the case, and PSG are the ones offering everything for the benefit of it, why should they be the ones to take the gamble on Ronaldo? They shouldn't. And so I don't think
0: they will well, or will. Um, well, here's what players... I want to add, right? is James, here's what I want to add. It says, I, I'm reading another headline. It says, Neymar tells PSG he wants to extend his current 600,000-pound-a-week deal beyond 2022. And the Brazilian is helping League One, uh, the League One Giants scout for new signings. <sighs> if Neymar wants to stay there that's a big that's a big 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 commitment financially from even from a team like PSG but you also got to consider that Mbappe's deal ends in 2022 and he's probably going to leave maybe for not maybe most likely for Real Madrid then now your your top striker leaves and you have an aging but still very very serviceable Cristiano Ronaldo who on the exit from Juventus, wouldn't it make sense? Wouldn't it be make sense for them to sign Cristiano Ronaldo? Not just because of you know the financial gain by jersey sales from having him, but this is gonna be back when or this is gonna be probably back when fans are gonna be allowed back in stance. Can you imagine the draw at home and away at any league, Champions League? any kind of league games, if you can see Neymar and Ronaldo on the same team?
2: Jay, you, know, you, uh, you want to say something? Oh, my, my, mic,
1: my mic cut out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that, <laughs> Wait, so I'm guessing you didn't hear the last five things I said. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say. Look, I hate to call them clueless, but, like, let's just say the casual. <laughs> okay, you guys didn't hear definitely. The casual football fan now Yeah, probably almost well, five players off the top of their head. Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Mbappe, and maybe. I'd be really proud if they knew Thomas Muller, but no, definitely not. not. But Paul Pogba, yeah, exactly. And so PSG getting Ronaldo would, would just be, like, for, for their brand, it would be solidifying, but it wouldn't be, like, exponential growth it wouldn't be like a boost you know like a five-hour energy for their brand kind of thing you know it would just be more of that amazing public image and uh, I guess like they're gonna make more money and they're gonna be always in the headlines but it won't be as impactful as any other club and Juventus are the prime example like social media is not a metric that you want to use for like team performance like social media won't win you a trophy but it is kind of an indicator on where a club's direction is. And despite the fact that Juventus are in financial hardship, Ronaldo has been very beneficial to them. I don't think it was a mistake in the slightest. Because moving forward, they're going to have that social media base, no matter what happens with Ronaldo. Um, whereas with PSG, I feel like him going there, it's not like they're going to double in fans. They're probably going to gain like $2 million, $3 million at this point. Whereas has doubled, maybe even tripled, their fan base. Um, and what's funny with PSG is, Sasha, if you mention it, they have the new generational talent in Mbappe. Like, that was the greatest signing they could have ever made. I think he's personally even better than Neymar because of what it's going to mean for them long-term. It's French-born, World Cup-winning, next future star of football, and already established, already a world-class player. I don't think the, the Ronaldo impact is as big as it could have been a few years ago, because don't get me wrong. If Mbappé wasn't what he's projected to be and already has accomplished, oh, then Ronaldo would be the obvious choice. But the fact that Mbappé can play that position too, and uh, doesn't even need the guidance. He just needed the like inspiration from Ronaldo as a childhood hero. Then, then it seems like Mbappé is the one that they already have that they should look towards. Like feeding and into making a monster, into a great player, into a world class, even more world class than he already is. So, um...
0: James so, Andrew, yeah. I, I, I want to pose one. I want to pose one more hypothetical before I, I you know, move on to yeah. this topic and let you guys talk. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, m- so let's let's just say hypothetically, because in case you didn't know, Andrew, hypotheticals are James's favorite thing to talk about. Hey, like, literally hey. Anything hey. hypothetical. <laughs> It's, it's insane. So, so hypothetically speaking, Mbappe leaves, right? He goes to um, James's favorite team, Real Madrid. Oh, uh, yeah. How amazing would that be for him and for that club um, in their current state, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say Mbappe leaves, Neymar resigns, Ronaldo comes, and then Messi—he still wants out. Messi doesn't want to play in Barcelona anymore, so he's really left with only two suitors: in Manchester City and. PSG because Correct. those are realistically speaking the only ones that can afford their wage. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to throw mm-hmm. in another thing for you because this is another thing that James loves discussing is basketball references. All right. So you built a two super team, team of of, of, <laughs> P of Neymar and old Messi and an older Messi and an older Ronaldo. Now <laughs> the older version of these two of our generational goats are still better than 99.5% of anyone who has ever touched a soccer ball in their life. So you put those three together and then you keep a solid core around them. Do you think that could hypothetically work? Mm -hmm. And if it were to hypothetically happen, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Well, I have to say I got to pour a little cold water on that you know, in terms of first if, you know, if Messi ever wanted to go PSG, um, you know, say towards the end of this year with Cristiano at the same time, you know, that's still, you know, you got Messi at 34 for next season, Cristiano 36, and Neymar's getting up there actually a little bit in age, even though, you know, he's still in swing, but he's getting up there in age and he's logged a lot of miles already in his wonderful career, excuse me about that. Um, I think that you know, you're already going to be hamstrung against other teams that will love the press and make sure that in terms of tracking back, um, you practically could be against elite socks equally, literally playing 11 against 9 or an 8.5 in terms of that. So, um, yeah, the the headlines would be astronomical all over the place. And Messi and Cristiano played together with each other. That would be hilarious and but Uh, I think even with that scenario, I think it would still be just problems for them in terms of wanting to win that Champions League because of how they're up in age and they don't want to be tracking back at any point, Um, you know. But, you know, I still just see Lionel Messi um, eventually still going to Man City at the end of it, which isn't a bad thing for PSG to me if it happens in the end um, because they still need to work on making sure their squad, you know, gets – you know, younger and featured. This is why they let Cavani go, and Moises King is in. But I think that uh, I could see certainly Cristiano going there um, in terms of, like, at the end of this season, because they don't have that much forward depth at the moment. Um, really, Moises King is really their only guy that can lead the line, because Mbappe can do it, but he still looks more comfortable being on the outside. Um, as, as being the line leader, so um, yeah, I, I could see that with Cristiano going. Um, but even if Messi did choose PSG or Man City in the end, which I, you know, I can't, you know, see it all with how Man City's giving him the plan. Pep Guardiola, you know, wants to stay. Aguero looks like he may want to stay if that goes down and Messi stays, play with Messi, you know, he's a good friend for one year. Um, but even if they, if he did with go with Cristiano the PSG, and that would be the double sign, the, the double signing of a whole entire summer, I don't still think it's going to lead to that place that PSG wants to get, which is that Champions League crown um, that they so desperately want to be the best team in the world. Although it's not like they've
1: got, it's not like they they were far from it. You know, mm-hmm. first, you know if you remember this. So, Andrew, basically, we pulled this little funny scheme where we were on Twitter and we were, like, posting highlights of the game. It was, like, everything... involved oh, yeah. boy. The fights, the goals, the misses. We would post mm-hmm. it, clip it, and post it on Twitter. And it was fun and all. But, genuinely speaking, Sasha, like, that was domination from PSG at, at certain points, that Neuer prevented the...
2: Yep, like, they should have like, won the Neuer, final. Yeah,
0: Neuer's the, the reason that PSG... Yes. Thank you, yeah, gentlemen,
2: for saying because it. Because of Neuer. And that could be
1: such a detriment to what Mbappe looks at for his future at PSG. Because if he had a crown at PSG, he will tell himself, I can win here. And this is the first of many. He, he would tell himself. Versus now he's going to be like, this was our best shot. COVID pretty much gave us an easy road to the final, or at least a relatively one on paper, which was RB Leipzig, Atalanta, and um, what was the quarterfinal? Um, Leo,
2: Lay- was, um, a- was it... Was it um... Uh, was it RB? Yeah. I think it was RB. That was mm-hmm. The, the quarterfinal for them was um, not Atalanta. It was uh, another team. Let's see. I'll take him a second.
0: Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? I think that was yeah. right.
1: the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Oh, 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 you're absolutely right. Atalanta was the quarterfinal. Borussia Dortmund was the round of 16. I was confused there. Yeah, Andrews, my bad. <laughs> it feels like it was a year ago. That this COVID struck, and it was only in the last summer. Dude, yeah, I know. Basically, right? So like, um, Mbappe is just gonna tell himself, "Wow, we should have won that game." You know, similarly to how Argentina felt like they could have beaten Germany in the 2014 World Cup final.
2: Ironically, probably- was
1: also a figure there. But it, it, it's one of those where it's like, "Darn, you know, what what more could we have done to change the circumstances?"
0: Like I, feel, I feel like I remember a couple of egregious Mbappé misses.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, it, it was heartbreaking.
0: It was heartbreaking because, you know, so, Andrew,
1: Mbappé mm-hmm. have been crucially, like, clutch against my favorite teams whenever when the world is watching. For example, Mbappé yep. scored that equalizer, or not equalizer, when he scored against Real Madrid in the group stages of the last... Mm-hmm. Like, that was a big goal. It honestly put them on this other hemisphere of the elimination round, Yeah guaranteed that PSG would win the group and then Neymar in the years past he scored that goal in the confederations cup finals against Spain which was an amazing goal and it not only confirmed to me that he had a good weak foot but that he was a good finisher as well something that a lot of skillful players like Vinicius lack that's not mm-hmm. that common these days which is like skillful wingers that can finish goals very well yep. Raheem so, Sterling prime example that, of that in that final oh, my boy all of everything I've ever said about them, if you were watching, that, if that was your first football match and you were hearing me say Neymar is a deadly finisher and Bobby is a deadly finisher, you would never believe it because they mm-hmm. didn't do anything in that match. And mm-hmm. Kingsley yeah. Coleman, a player who will suffer from injuries and uh, was said to have no uh, end product um, during his early years with Juventus and PSG, almost discarded by PSG for that mm-hmm. actual, actual fact, goes on to score a goal to win the Champions League against his parent club. Or not parent club you know you know the term like yeah, yeah. childhood club and so no. that's the irony of it all and so mbappe is probably gonna tell himself what if I reach another championship final with PSG will there be
0: guarantees that I win at this time you know I mean if he scores goals there's probably a bigger guarantee <laughs> yeah. it, but hey
1: to that point
0: because you know Sasha you know I love my
1: hypotheticals so. I, I love hypotheticals <laughs> barn Munich went to three Champions League finals in four years, won only one of them, and it was not even the one in Munich, because your, your boy Drogba scored that equalizer You're... and the penalty in Munich. It was in Wembley. They went to back-to-back Champions League finals, having lost one in the intermittent year of 2010, 2012, 2013, <laughs> until they finally succeeded. I don't think Mbappe wants to be in that situation. I think he wants to put himself in a place where it's like if he makes Champions League finals and the other team could be as strong as the MSN Barcelona, but for all he cares... If his team is is as dominant as as maybe like the 2017 Real Madrid was, or let's see what other team was really strong 2013 Bayern Munich. If he's on a team that can contend for titles, mm-hmm. then he's gonna not doubt it. And yeah, you know I don't know. Yeah. you know it's actually know, Matt, that Real Madrid might not be that destination for him. It might be another team.
2: It'll be intriguing to see that James. And you know, before I leave you guys with this one. You know, with that final, I'm so glad you two said it because people tried to make it seem like, oh, Bayern Munich were fully the better side and all this. Mm-mm. No, that first half, PSG had the chances. <laughs> Noe made tremendous save on the Neymar. The Neymar hit that shot low, and if it mm-hmm. was Noah's left hand. PSG would have been up, totally changed the course of the game. They had the better chances, and Mbappe just wasn't back there and then missed, like, you know, his chance a little bit. And that was the thing, and that one was damaging, you know, for Neymar at least, where you know he, you know, had a good, you know, level in terms of the restart, playing well, and you know he wanted to get into himself into that discussion of being in the middle of Cristiano and Messi, or Messi and Cristiano, in terms of that debate, and instead it's now Robert Lewandowski, you know, at the moment. So you know, and with Mo Salah, like near as well too. I feel um, like
0: I feel like you put any com- compatible striker in front of goal in Bayern Munich's offense right now, anyone will do as good as Lewandowski does.
2: Oh, tell Sasha. A hot take. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> Robert, it's just he, he's he's that guy where, I mean, the the only forward I can think on his level at the moment is Holland. I mean, Benzema, you know, had a wonderful goal against Valencia, but, you know, probably one of the few good things for Real Madrid can count him consistently of late. I mean, Suarez has had his moment so far for Atletico. And, you know, Harry came here and there. But, I mean, Lewandowski is just really doing the business. And, um, I mean, the guy, you know, he's just a machine. I mean, he just, you know, he's just scoring in all the big games, you know, for them outside the Champions League final. Yeah. But he's just such a fact. And he almost scored, too, in that final as well, too. Um, but, you know, it's just something where he's really that guy at the moment. And Neymar, you know, unfortunately for him, despite, you know, you got the likes of J- Jamie Carragher kind of hating on what I'm trying to say. Too much individuals, PSG. No, they played to get, they played as a team still. And they just weren't lucky that Manuel Neuer showed up and reclaimed this spot as the best goalkeeper, like, in the game. So, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I think you, I could see Ronaldo going there at the end of the season if he doesn't want to go to MLS and, and that route. I could see him doing that instead of just going – Say, hey, I'll go back to sport in Lisbon. He doesn't want to do that. He still wants he's, to win. He's and too good to go
0: to any league that's outside of like top five. Yeah, top five. I was going to yeah. say He's too yep. good.
2: Yep, yep, yep. Exactly, gentlemen. All right, I got to get out of here, guys. Appreciate it. And it's been a pleasure. As, yep, always, as, always, as always, you know what I it is. You. Overlap indeed. But our whole backside overlaps. <laughs> yes, stuff. sir. Yep.
0: All right, appreciate you, Andrew. This is what I want to say. I feel like you can put Ollie Watkins as Bayern Munich's number nine, and you won't miss a beat. Um, that's not saying that Lewandowski's not good. It's just yeah, saying no, that, that that Munich system is Bayern Munich system is just so good that it you could fit anyone anywhere, and it would still work. I think your point is valid, but only
1: to a lesser extreme. Like he's got to be a competent striker. Like you can't Oli Watkins Kovich.
0: not competent. Who? Oli Watkins? He's not no, a no, no. I mean,
1: I mean he, he is an exception in the moment. Of course, he's on fire. He scored those four goals against Liverpool. But I mean, like, if you put um, a dysfunctional striker, maybe like an Alvaro exactly. Morata. Maybe is not dysfunctional at the moment. But uh, Let's see. A striker who just can't score. Lacazette. Lacazette would fail in this Bayern <laughs> system. And that's not just frustrations. Oh, okay. That's just a fact,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Okay, and you know something else I want to bring up that I mm-hmm. still don't get to this point is how Moise Keane wasn't good enough to even really play for Everton, and mm-hmm. then he gets loaned out to PSG, and he is, you know, up front Yo, with Mbappe. That's like, you know, bro, you read my mind. That's the exact same analogy I was going
1: to use for Bayern, where it's like Chupamoti. Or, sorry, Multi to PSG, where it's like he was at Stoke City, and then he goes to PSG, and he almost wins the Champions League, reaches yeah. a final, and was very clutch in that quarterfinal against Atalanta. Like, yeah. um, it's crazy. But you just got to give them opportunities. And uh, that's the thing with Moisquin. He scored those goals in the Serie A for Juventus, mm-hmm. especially in Ronaldo's inaugural season there. And, you know, people thought that he, he was going through that Balotelli... Or Alexander Pato face, where it's like he's a young striker who breaks out on the scene in a big club and then makes a transfer and flops. Um, yeah. But no, he. he, Everton, before James Rodriguez and Ancelotti, had the Andre Gomez situation where he broke his leg and they were, I guess, lost their identity. You mean when Kim
0: broke his leg? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the debate, but. <laughs> the debate, it a was the fact. He put. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's. It's a sensible topic, I guess, if for Spurs fans to talk hey, about.
0: That's that's besides the point. I'd, yeah, it's I just, just like bantering a bit.
1: Yeah, but um, um Moiskeen and this Everton, I don't think it would be the same at all. And he had a big burden to carry. Um You know, there's this player called Charlie Austin, he used to play for Southampton. I don't know if he still plays there. But he used to play for Queen's Park Rangers, who got relegated despite the fact that he scored twenty league goals for them in twenty fifteen. And a striker can only do so much, but if he's in a bad situation, it's not going to matter in the end. And I feel like with Moise Keane, he didn't have a bad season by any stretch. It's just the projections he had for a 40 million pound striker that was foreign. They they wanted to see some Fernando Torres, Sergio Aguero level break through the scene kind of performances. And they didn't get them. But yeah. That's not something you can expect anymore. And that's something that a lot of journalists actually talk about in the world of sport, which is like the, people buy on the promise of potential like you know zion williamson in the nba for example like he hasn't proven any, anything yet if he's going to get a big deal it's because of what his build is and what his, he has the potential to become but yep. not what he is right now and that's the same with a lot of these young players joel felix if he handed you his resume and demanded that you pay 126 million pounds for what he had accomplished already you'd laugh but if you think about his projections or, or potential sorry And the systems that he's in and his health and I guess his build and mentorship from Cristiano Ronaldo of all strikers to learn from that one to still be in in, at peak elite level, teaching him the ways of football and Suarez as well. He's definitely worth it in my opinion, but an injury or something derails or something goes wrong. And that investment suddenly looks like a gamble that maybe wasn't worth taking. And so... Well, my point is, with, with Moiskeen, obviously, it's not 126 million pounds, but Everton paid it. It didn't really work out for them. Who knows what they're going to do in the meantime, because it is only a loan to PSG. But yeah. their player, the player that they acquired, is showing now, especially with that performance against Leipzig, even though the PSG lost, that he's got potential. He's, yeah. he's, not, he's
0: not fading in the slightest. He's only, what, like 20 years old? Yeah, he's really young. Yeah. But anyways, to circle back on the point, the hypothetical point that I was making, If I'm the PSG president and I have Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo knocking on my door to play with Neymar and maybe Mbappe for a season. But if that happens, it's a very hard situation to say no in. Because even though they're at the tail end of their careers, they're still fantastic players. They're still our generation's best players. And they still are fully serviceable and can help advance PSG to hopefully winning the UCL because if it's one thing about Messi and if it's one thing about Ronaldo, they're proven winners. and I think they'll do anything it takes to win one last UCL, either together yeah. or individually, before their careers fade. I
1: agree. They've got that hunger because they know deep down there's going to be another player that wins a sixth Champions League and they're going to be like, what if I just pushed harder for that final Champions League? Yeah. What if, and you know, once you hang up those boots, there's no going back. Even Petr Cech... <laughs> I know a joke, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, even Petr well, Cech. No. They really... It, you know, that's the thing of me, that Lionel Messi feared with Barcelona. He, how many has he? Sh- could he have won, should he have won, in the last three years? 2018, I reckon if Barcelona make that final, it would have been more contentious than, than Liverpool making it. 2019, yeah. I, I generally think... Ellison changed that whole tie. Like Mohamed Salah and Firmino not playing was kind of scary because if they had played, it probably would have been a bloodbath, 6-0 or something. But Ellison was the one that made that game for them. If not, Barcelona make the final. And I definitely think that a, a Spurs-Barcelona final. We watched the group stages. Barcelona dominated Spurs, and that wasn't even their best form. Imagine in a final where Messi knows this could put him almost on, on like stratospheric... Proportions to his competition in terms yeah. of the greatest of all time. Yeah, because without uh, without a Iniesta, a Xavi, Neymar, wow, to win a Champions League with <laughs> with basically no help, that'd be pretty impressive in a dysfunctional yeah. Barcelona side. But no, that Anfield loss and all the other and this season's failure, especially the eight two, has taken a huge hit on what Messi will be remembered as. Don't get me wrong. Top three, secured. Nothing can change that. But what about what a one Champions League, what would they have done for him? It would put him at five with Maldini, Cristiano Ronaldo, some of the all-time greats. He'd be like in an exclusive club, maybe a handful of them. Not to mention all the things he's accomplished on the individual front. And if anything, I'd make the argument that even though he's not never won anything with his national team, that little Champions League of 2019 could be comparable to Maradona's
0: 1986 World Cup. Because it would have been all messy. James, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna end the recording and <laughs> the live with this with this statement. For sure. Is that Messi and Ronaldo, they don't have a lot left in their tank. For sure. Regardless of what age they decide to keep playing until if they go to a league like the MLS, they will dominate. Regardless. <laughs> we saw it with Henri, and if you take it to an even even bigger proportion with Messi and Ronaldo, they're going to be on a completely other level. Now, at the tail end of their careers, all they're looking for is the silverware. And whether they can win it individually or collectively on a team, I don't know. But whatever their next move is, their final move before going down to the quote-unquote retiree leagues, the lesser leagues, outside (laughs) of the top five, it has to be with the mindset of winning another ucl or winning another whatever silverware mm-hmm. because recently barcelona haven't been impressive juventus haven't been impressive mm-hmm. and that's not the spot for either of them to continue on in the ta- in the in the twilight of their illustrious careers and so with that i want to thank everyone who joined us for today's recording for today's live We've gone over an hour and a half and it hasn't felt like more than 25 minutes. (laughs) So from Sasha and from James, Mm -hmm. this is on the overlap. Thanks for listening. And we appreciate you guys. Catch you guys later.